Greetings and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. Today's episode, I chat with the chocolate deluxe queen from Queens, Rain Supreme. I am your Hopra, Gigi Holiday. Hello, everybody. I am so excited about my guest today because we have only been internet friends <laughs> and now we're group chat friends. And we're we, getting closer. We keep getting closer and closer, but we keep blaming COVID for. And first, it was me not being in New York, right. and then it was COVID. But now that we're here, it's I'm. We're both in the same place. Yeah, we're we both can't in the same see. city, not too far. We we we're, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But I am pleased to introduce to you all the one, the only Rain Supreme. Hi. First of all, can I just say I fucking love that name? And I know I'm gonna ask the question of how yeah. you came up with that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that name. It's up there with main attraction. Like, <laughs> and I feel it's so beautiful and bold that black women are just like, I Me reign too. supreme. Yep. I main attraction. What about it? What about it? <laughs> I love it. So, Rain, tell me and others your origin story. So um, I actually was a big fan of burlesque for a long time before I started. I had my best friend, uh, Jason Mejias. Do you know Jason? He's an aerialist. Mm-hmm. He and I have been friends since like 2005, before either of us started performing. He was doing like uh, trapeze classes and stuff. And we used to work together at our old like day jobs. And so I would go with him to his trapeze classes. And then when he started performing at the Galapagos Art Space, which is no longer in New York, but he used to perform there. And so I went there to see him perform. And that was where I saw my first burlesque show. That was in like 2008 or 2009. Mm. Um, and it was great. I loved it. But I didn't really see many Black people. It was The only Black person I saw at that time was Main Attraction. She was like the first Black performer I ever saw. Same. Um, but I remember like I would, I would see people performing and just be like, oh, man, it just must be so much fun to be up there with everybody watching you while you're taking close. Like it just looked like so much fun. Or I would listen to music and be like, I wonder what I would do if I was performing to this song without even in my head thinking like this is what I want to do, just having those thoughts. But um, what made me actually start performing was I became good friends with Poison Ivory in like 2016. Yeah, uh, that was my yeah. first guest. That was my yeah, first guest on this show. Oh, I could not leave out the queen. I of course, not. how could you? <laughs> but we became friends in 2016, uh, like not long after she won queen. And just being friends with her and, and you know, she's like a black girl from the hood like I am. It kind of just made me see myself in it more. And then I went to, uh, I started going to Sweet Spot shows. Yes, I performed for them for like a little bit. I wasn't yeah. a cup of tea at the beginning, but okay. now I feel like I am. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you are too. Yeah. <laughs> but like I would go to those shows and you know, everyone's black there. I saw right now Rouge was was uh, one of she was the resident performer there. Yeah. And Ooh. so I saw her and then I, I remember um Essence, Essence Revealed had her Golden Lady Blessed show, and that was the first actual show I went to that was all black. First Ooh. burlesque show I went to it was her. It was Qualms. It was Poison. Uh, I forgot who else. A couple of other people. And then Qualms also produced a Black History Month show that same year that was all. And I'm just like, look at all these. I didn't really even know because I was friends with Jason and I knew all of his friends, but they were like mostly white except for like Maine. So like I knew all these white performers and they were great, but like I didn't really see a whole lot of black people. So once I started seeing all these black people, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Yes. I'm gonna do it. And I took classes at the New York School of Burlesque. 
Um, yes, New York Tula Burlesque. Yeah. But I also knew, like, I, since I knew so many people performing already, like, I knew that I had, like, connections. But I felt like taking the, the course at New York School of Burlesque would give me, like, just a platform to debut, like, you know, a, a sure stage. And it was great. Like, all my friends came. I remember Joe told me it was, like, the most attended uh, student showcase they'd ever had. And I think it was because all my best friends came. Because we she showed was like, up for each performers at a student showcase. Yes. Yeah. Because I had so many friends in Burlesque. They all like, we're coming to see you because I've known them for so long and I would always go to see them. So they all just decided to come. It was great. Oh, it really I love great. it. Yeah. How many years have you been performing? I started in September of 2017. So just like four and a half years. Just really? Like oh, you are baby with BB, oh, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, but I'm not I a newbie, but I'm not yeah, a I don't, well, I don't, like, yeah, you're not a newbie. Not according to some people, but you know, I'm not you're a not a newbie <laughs> Four years. I tell people all the time, like four years for me, cause I've been in this game for like 11 years and counting four years is when you decide, like, do I want to stay in this or do I want to go? Like, yeah. that's the turning point. And the fact that you're just like, nah, I'm still in this bitch. I mean, like, I think about like when I'm like old and how I'm, how I'm going to be changing. Like I'm saying this until I can't move anymore. This is what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, oh my goodness. I love it. I love that you were like surrounded. I really was. By it, like in your connections, like, I'm with you regarding Poison Ivory. Like, damn, I see another hood chick. You know, like, Wait. I see another one. I and I remember fangirling over Poison, and Poison was looking at me like, "You're sweet, like, yeah, girl." I just yeah. got in this. What you talking about? And the way she said it to me, I was like, "She's just yeah. so like down to earth and like, yeah. like we are." And, yeah. and I love it. I love it. I can't wait for all three of us to hang out because I, I know we've. <laughs> I was hanging out with her like last week. I know, and yeah. I still had the I still had the Omarion. Uh, according to the CDC, we all need to three hang out. Once I start, all needs. Yeah, I'm taking January yeah. off from smoking, but next month we need to hang out. Black History Month, we're gonna get together. Yes, of course. I feel like you know. I feel like we all need to get together for Black History Month. Definitely. I'll, you know what? I'll put that in the group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely put it in the group. Foxy said, you know, we can all hang out at her house, so we're gonna. Do yeah, that. we just need one good meeting, like meeting and hanging out and just getting all about because seeing seeing yourself on stage and seeing yourself in the audience when you're on stage and seeing the audience reaction oh my god i it's how does that feel for you it feels so listen i love because you know i perform at slipper room too yes not a whole lot of black people there but whenever there are like and they always love to see me they come up to me when when i'm go-go dancing and i'm just like i'm so happy to see you and they're like i'm so too like I love it I love it one one black girl came up to me and she was like you are the reason why I want to perform burlesque she was I brought my parents here so they could see what I want to do and I knew you were performing so I brought them here tonight and I was just like me me my new little baby self you I inspired some new person like it made me so happy it's it's beautiful it is. And especially like when you're like darker skinned black people you know? I was just about to say that like I know being a black performer is hard yeah, especially in the city. Especially in the city. But yeah. I always want to be empathetic, sympathetic, and understanding of dark scene performance because, trust, I come from a dark scene family. I don't know how I got this. Yeah, but I mean, you're not that light. You're like, brown. I'm not that light. I'm, well, here's the thing. Uh, during, during the quarantine, when we weren't uh, going outside, yeah. baby, I became light skinned and everybody <laughs> kept calling me light skinned. 
and I was livid. I, was, I, was, <laughs> I feel like girls, your complexion always like, no, I'm not light skinned. How dare you? I'm dark. I'm dark brown. Huh. I literally was saying, I literally kept telling people, I'm brown. Please yeah, stop. Yeah, you are. Then, <laughs> Especially when you sit next to your girlfriend, I'm sure. Yeah, listen, you can clearly see there's a stock difference. <laughs> but, but I actually... I always want to hype up the dark skin burlesque performers more because I feel like y'all are like way more deserving. Like <laughs> society, I feel like I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to I mean, say colorism is colorism is definitely a thing. Colorism in burlesque. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Colorism in burlesque. How have your experiences been? Good or bad or just eh? I honestly haven't really felt it in burlesque. And I think part of it is because, you know, I'm pretty slim. I have like the desired body type, you know, I'm slim. I have big breasts. I have like, you know, a small waist. Yeah, you do got I some big like titties. I was staring at them the other day. Huh? I was staring at them the other day. Oh, you were? It's, Where? Yes. What, what were you looking at? Where, what picture? It was the boomerang for you in the slipper room. And oh, I just, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the, the Rudy. Yes, <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> You know, it's funny because my husband always makes fun of me. I'll be looking at my phone. He goes, what are you looking at? Pictures of yourself again? And I'm, yeah, I am. Because I love it. I'm looking at scrolling through videos. You're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. But, but yeah, you I haven't really, that. you haven't felt it in, bur in burlesque? I haven't. I feel like a lot of times, well, a lot of times I'm like the one, you know, you've probably experienced it too, like the one black person in a show. Um, but in black show, you know, I haven't, no, I really haven't. I, I haven't felt like I've been looked over in favor of lighter skin performers not i haven't felt that that's good doesn't mean that's it hasn't happened maybe there are gigs i'm not booking because of it but i don't know about it yeah i um with you know bb bardo is mm -hmm. uh, you know i always mention her in a crowded room because i fucking love her i love her that's my baby but one of the things that she has is like a, a tagline it's just like the darkest motherfucker in the room because she knows oh! <laughs> i love it i love it so where we went out so we went out somewhere in new york and there was this beautiful dark-skinned woman and she was like who is she because normally i'm the darkest motherfucker in the room who is she <laughs> who's she and i'm just like baby <laughs> but but you know colorism and burlesque and colorism in general yeah is really fucked up like i I get hit with it from time to time yeah. um, in the sense of, like I said, like people keep thinking I'm light skinned. I'm like, no, I'm brown. But then mm -hmm. I have to check myself and go be like, I can see how you think I am. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're lighter than I am. Yeah. But then when people see the rest of my family and see everything, I just be looking at people like, yeah, ain't no colorism in my family. Okay. Right. My daddy, Doc. Right. <laughs> my, my aunt, dark. Dark. like. We're all dark. Right. We all dark. And I love it. Like I be telling people like, please, <laughs> like, I need to see more dark skin girls on stage because that gives other chocolate dark skin babies yeah. the ability. Yeah. Like my goddaughter is your complexion. And I have shown, she has met BB. I've shown her pictures of you. Other people, she's oh. just like, I love it. Oh, cause you know, understand on TikTok and stuff, you don't see stuff like that all right. the time. Right. And then when you do see it, my, you know, she's 12 and she's like, Aww. this can be me. Yeah. I she's already ex. Can she be surrounded by a bunch of black? Come pictures? to New York. We'll hang out. Yeah. I'm. And when y'all see her, y'all going to be like, is this your kid? Jesus? <laughs> no, is she just like you? 
attitude. It's the like she got her mama Sagittarius attitude, but that Aries arrogant of just like, yeah, I'm great, I'm cute, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then she's also a Taurus, so she loves to eat. Okay. And I love to eat too. <laughs> I love to eat too. Yeah. I love to eat. Um, so we gotta like you gotta eat. What? Oh my goodness! I want to like how. So are you from New York? I am born and raised in Hollis, Hollis Queens. Born and raised in Hollis Queens. Yes. Come on, Christmas well, in know, Hollis. When I was a kid, I used to see uh, Run DMC walking around. My, and I didn't know who they were, but my mother was like, those are rappers over there. And I one time, Ella Cool J, you see him too sometimes. I remember once these kids ran over, we were playing outside, and they were like, Ella Cool J's playing basketball in the church basement. So we ran over and like, looked in the window to like, see him. Oh my God. Okay. So you know I'm a hip hop historian. Like, I'm like the 80s and 90s in New York. Wait a minute. You know I'm a hip hop historian. I know. That's. That you got to see LL Cool J play basketball? In the church basement, like around the corner from my house. We all like, you know, because basement windows, you, you can see them from the ground level. So we were all just like crowded around the windows, sneaking in, looking at looking at him playing. How was it growing up during that time? Because that's like, that was one of the pinnacles of hip hop. Like, yeah. yeah how was, was it growing up that time, knowing that like you're walking walk the street? And, you know. Yeah, you walk in the streets and there's rappers. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know who Run DMC was, but I remember my mother pointing them out to me because I was really young. I was like five, six, you know, in the 80s. And um, but she, we would walk to the store and, and, she, and I remember specifically her saying that those guys are rappers. And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, I... Like, there's a big mural of Jam Master J in my mom's neighborhood. <laughs> oh, my God. You have no idea. I'm freaking out because you know really? I, I, I know my hip like oh, well, so let me tell you one other thing because PS118 is an elementary school that was around the corner from my house and it has this big rock, re- big red, black, and green rock. And LL Cool J filmed part of one of his music videos, like sitting in front of that rock. And my brother and sister were in that school at the time. So I remember they said all the kids were running outside to go over to watch him film the video. <laughs> I think it was um the one where he's rapping about some girl, the one voice men. Yes, hey lover. Yeah, that one. Uh huh. <laughs> oh yeah, listen, I know. <laughs> I know my music. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's oh my goodness. I will admit, moving here and being at one of the places where hip hop was born, right? Uh, really freaks me out because what is up with New Yorkers? They y'all constantly keep playing Jay Z everywhere. I don't know who I, y'all is, but like I like Jay Z, but I also like well, maybe in Brooklyn. Maybe in maybe in Best Eye because I'll be sitting oh, well, yeah. I'll be sitting here typing and all of a sudden you just hear like I mean I listen to Jay-Z old Jay-Z especially but I listen to mo- um, these days I listen to a lot of female like old female I listen to a lot of Missy a lot of Trina a lot of uh, Trina's my bitch rat and like you know Trina like. will Trina will forever be my queen forever like baddest bitch baddest bitch started like the the whole beat Dunk, 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 dunk. I like yes. <laughs> that whole beat just. I listen to that then, song all the time. <laughs> and the way she begins, how that, how that, y'all say how that, how that. I love Trina. I love it. I love it. But no, I've I've been listening to a lot of old school. Like, what is your favorite? What is your favorite female MC? Oh man, okay, I like a lot of them. Yeah, I really like Queen Latifah. Oh, Dana Love Owens, Dana yeah. Owens. I've been listening to a lot of her lately. I I like Lil Kim. I think probably my favorite is Lil Kim, like her older stuff. I listen to it a lot. 
Um, I don't know that I have a favorite. I, I like Lil' Kim. I like all the ones from like the 90s. When I was in high school, I like all the ones that were popular then. Lil' Kim, uh, I even like MC Light. She was doing a lot of stuff in 90s too. She had another album that came out in the 90s. MC Light is, you know. Yeah, I think, think I like Megan. Yeah, oh, well, Megan all day, every day for me yeah. right at this moment, but definitely Lil' Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trina, like I said, Trina was. Yeah, yep, Trina. Trina, uh, which is why I I like Remy I, too. Remy Ma. I want to dance to Melanin Magic. Like I have, I have, I've been practicing with this boa here. I'm like, I'm gonna dance to this song. <laughs> Please do. Please do. I am. I. I'm. I'm working on a. It's not really a secret project. It's actually coming out in February. Okay. But one of my costumes that I'm working on is all brown and different shades of brown. And it's called, I'm naming the costume Drippin' in Melanin because I'm it. funny. Brown beaded trim. Like it's it's literally going to be all brown. It's a dedication. It's like a thing to black burlesque and all the beautiful and black skin. women. And, and skin. I love yeah, it. like everyone, you know, I, I, I just, I just love us all doing black and brown burlesque. Like it's something about and I love it. doing it to, to music that I like. Like music I like to dance to. I like dancing R and B. I like dancing the hip hop. So like that's a great. I'm glad you said that because you know normally we're in in burlesque classes and even me as a burlesque teacher, I always hit you with the classics. Um, I don't have any classics, none. Yeah, you know that's I hit you with that that big band. I R and B. I have some of that. <laughs> Thank you, and like that big band music. But I rather dance to classic r&b and that i want to dance to in my house so what so yeah tell us your your motivation like what like you just said you rather dance to that tell us some of that tell us tell us your so, music I mean, for me all the acts i have were inspired by the music all of them and some of my favorite like okay i have an act to black butterfly by denise williams yeah listen when i heard you had an act to that i cried huh I cried because one butterfly is my symbol. Wait, um, you saw it? No, I didn't see it. I just oh, oh. when you said I have one, I remember shedding one tear. <laughs> like <laughs> it was the reason I wanted Black Feather fans. Like I wanted Black Feather fans so that I could dance to that song. And when I sent, I performed it um, virtually because I created it last summer uh, in Foxy Show. I, I performed it virtually, but I performed it for the first time on a stage uh, when Slip Room opened back up. And I sent some clips to my mom because she is the reason why I love that song. And she was like, oh, my God. She's like, this is so great. You're so beautiful. And she just really loved it. She loved it. She I told me it. I was like a tribute to her fun-loving Sagittarius mother who, who passed away before I met her. And she's like, look at you. You're such a, you're a black butterfly. It was really beautiful. <laughs> I love it. How do you feel like performing to the songs of our parents? I, I love it. I love it because it's the music that I love. It's music that I loved since I was a child. Like I have that one. I have what else? There was another old song I have and act two recently. I'm trying to remember. My my mind is a. Uh, no, we're we're gonna get on how our brain is yeah. weird. But <laughs> like, like the red light special. <laughs> yes, I I know. One twelve. Act to one twelve. Sweet love. Like, listen, I I have an act to, and this is my first like nineties R and B. There was a moment where it clicked, where I was just like, I don't want to dance to this white girl shit. No, because you're not a white girl. I'm not a white girl. I want to dance to the shit that moves me. Right. And I was like, man, you know, I gotta stay true to myself. Nineties R and B, and I had to put on an act for, at a was headlining Jeezy Juke Joint. 
Okay. And I was like, I got to bring some black ass music. That's the perfect, perfect place to do it. I chose Shy's Effort. If, if I ever <gasps> I fall in love, I saw a video. I saw a video acapella. Oh my god! And when I say everyone was just like, of course they were. We all love that song. And I was, I was just like, damn, I got a deep cut. That's it. Like Po Chop, you know Po Chop. I, I know. Yeah. Uh huh. Po Chop came to me and was like, that's a deep. You went deep, bitch. <laughs> that's a deep. Like not the average person, you got to be black and from a certain time. So the question one time someone asked me when they saw me perform that, they asked me how old I, what was I? They said, Gigi can't be that old. To how know old that are song. you? I'm not telling y'all. Oh, okay. You can tell me offline. <laughs> I'll tell you off the record. I'm not telling that. <laughs> <laughs> you grown okay that's, that's good enough for the audience i am grown <laughs> i can rent a car okay <laughs> and i can buy liquor that's all oh, no. but the question which is like how old are you and i was just like what and then i also have to remind people please note i have a sister who is 14 and a half years older than me oh wow so my sister was at the birth of hip hop and just imagine like all of that got trickled down. Right. So even if you're younger, like you had your older sister who was. I had my older sister and my parents are older than like, I have old parents. My parents are 72. I got old. Parents. I'm the oldest. So my parents. You're the oldest. Old. See, I'm the baby. Yeah. How is it being the oldest? Oh God. It's well, you know, I'm the oldest of four and there are three girls and then my brother is the youngest. Oh, I bet you he gets spoiled, but beat up all at the same time. Yeah, all that. <laughs> he wanted to watch wrestling. We would be like, no, we want to watch Soldier. <laughs> but uh, but I, you know, being the oldest, I like. But I kind of feel like I'm. I haven't really ever felt it. But these days, I'm feeling more of a responsibility to just kind of make sure my siblings are okay. Even though we're all very close in age, like I'm 40 and my brother is 35, and there's still two in between us. So we're very. My parents had us like back to back. Yeah, nah, Brenda. <laughs> um, Brenda. You know, yes. Everybody, everyone knows. I call my mother by her first name, <laughs> um, <laughs> and a re it's a family joke that I do it because it's more when you acting up. We'll yeah, just go. We'll call you by your first name, Brenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't got time for this. Um, but so you're. Wait a minute. Okay, thought monkey just left. You know what? Let's just get straight to it. Both of you and I share something where you have been officially diagnosed. Oh yes. Yeah. Starting to get, I yeah. just got health insurance in New York. Congratulations! I'm <laughs> to be officially diagnosed. But me and you both have ADHD. That's right. How neurodivergent? The neurodivergent. <laughs> <laughs> like we're on that spectrum. Hey. How, how do you navigate your life now, knowing that you have ADHD, and especially being a performer? And also having a full-time day job. And <laughs> having a full-time. <laughs> Holy shit. It's a really? lot. It's a lot. How many tabs do you have open in your all laptop? Of them, all of the brain? tabs. <laughs> like on my phone, I have like 70 tabs open at any given any given. Is there phone. music playing? I'll get, I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. <laughs> it's embarrassing at my uh, save list on Instagram. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yes, yep. Save everything. Yep. Or my bookmarks on Twitter. Every social media, I have everything saved. Everything. Everything saved. Uh -huh. um, oh, my goodness. But how is that navigating? That? It's hard. It's hard. Uh, lately, I've been trying to just be more organized by, like, using my, I use my calendar a lot. 
the other day, yesterday, I was supposed to go pick up some shoes from someone and I completely forgot. I was on my way home and she was like, are you still coming? I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. And so do you use on my calendar. Yeah. Do you use paper or digital? I use digital because I don't like paper like at all. I hate paper. Yeah. I'm learning how to transition over to digital. A lot of burlesque performers use a paper calendar. I've noticed okay. that. I'm pinning paper. I need to see I just it. don't like having paper. I don't like having paper. That's, that's real. Yeah. I, mean, I like paper books, but like, like to read, but like, if I'm, if I can do something electronically, I'd rather just, which is probably, because what if something happens and everything gets wiped? Paper is probably safer, but that's well, just more clutter, you know? To yeah. As someone that used to work uh, in private sector of the government, I will say this, at least keep seven years of stuff. I know that seems like a lot. Like tax like, returns and stuff. Tax returns. Yeah. Um, student loan payments. All and but here's the thing. I didn't go to well, college. I have no student loans. You didn't go to college. No. Yes, a bitch. I know. And you know, for the longest time I was like embarrassed about it, but like I'm still really smart and I read a lot. Like I'm definitely educated about the things that I'm interested in and the things that I feel like I need to know, but I just don't have a formal education. As you know what? I didn't finish. I only had a semester left. Shout out to depression. Uh, yeah, I watched your really, live where you were talking about that. Yeah, depression really fucked me up on my last semester. Um, but I, how should I put it? My mama don't have a degree and she navigating this world just fine. Right. You know. She has three degrees and she's working on her PhD right now. <laughs> and here I am with no degrees. Save some degrees for the rest of us. She's taking ethnomusicology and she's taking some like black studies classes and she comes to me for help with those classes. Like, yeah. Like, and I, I know for me, I do plan on going back to school only so that I can become a librarian. Okay. That's a good, just, uh, good goal. I think. That's my end game. Yeah. I love the library, man. Always have. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. We can have a date at the library. Because yes. I heard that oh. New York libraries are fucking lit. Like in the city and in Brooklyn. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I heard they're lit. Like we can do whatever. We can do anything. Go to yeah. the library. Oh. We, can, we can smoke and then go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> and then go get some food. <laughs> okay, go some food. And all between that having ADHD conversations. Yes. That like from one topic to the next. Topic. One topic to the next. Exactly. <laughs> and here's the thing. What I love about it is that. We already know like where that conversation could have happened an hour ago. But if you go back to it, we on for some reason ADHD people, we know exactly where you were. And we can pinpoint, we go, oh yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. But it's also very much out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Like I I feel rest in peace to all the friends that I have lost because like they no longer work with me no more. So I didn't see them no more. And then you forgot about them. Yeah. And it in you know, and it sucks. And people think you're being a dick and it really isn't. It's just your mental yeah. health. You out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Trust, I used not- to think I was being a dick, but now I realize this is what it was. This it wasn't that. I'm this way because of my, because of my brain. It's not my feelings. I don't hate these people. It's just my brain. It's just my brain. Yeah. <laughs> but like, now that you are officially diagnosed and you're on like treatment or whatever, how does it feel? I'm curious. Inquiring okay. minds want to know because there's yeah, probably yeah. other people listening to this going like, how does that feel to be diagnosed and with treatment? Yeah. So it, it felt very, it was a relief, first of all, to have the diagnosis. The treatment feels good. Um, you know, I was sick recently where I had like some stomach thing and I was throwing up a lot. So I kind of feel like the medicine is still kind of getting back into my system now mm-hmm. I'm still kind of anxious and all over the place like at this moment but in the beginning when I first started my treatment it really helped a lot like I felt like I was able to focus more um 
even my my psychiatrist noticed like when our next visit after I started taking medicine, she was like, "You're fidgeting less." I fidget That's so it. it's hard for me to sit still. It's hard for me to sit still and like into my burlesque too because like there's still moments where I should be still. I always feel like I'm should, should be moving, so I gotta like practice that. Work on stillness. Oh my gosh, come over. I'm the queen. I love slow burning. I love teaching how people how to slow burn. That's what I need. I need some slow burn help. I don't I have, have a huge thing. living room and mirrors. Yeah, I have a huge living room and mirrors. I love I'm teaching. Coming. People I'm coming over. Yeah, I love teaching people how to slow burn. Like, yeah. and especially being a black burlesque performer, I feel like we don't need to pardon the term shuck and jive and keep moving so much. I feel that we the audience need to take the time and like okay. admire us because they're yeah. co- society is constantly either shitting from on us or taking from us. Yeah. Making us work for them, making us work for them. And now I'm going to sit here and I'm going to stand here and take my everlasting time. Yeah. It's hard. I have a hard time with it, but I need to work on it. Definitely. I know Don't worry. I, I watch myself. Sometimes I'll watch a video and be like, okay, I need to be moving less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moments of stillness. Take a chill pill, girl. <laughs> Moments of stillness is hard when you have ADHD. It is. Oh my God. It's so hard. And just, you know, the lights and everything are happening, the energies in the room. So, right. I feel like sometimes if the audience isn't making any noise, like I need to do something. something. <laughs> Even if the plan was still there, sometimes I'll just divert from the plan. Like, okay, uh, they're quiet. So let me, let me just. I know. Like they're, they're too quiet. And, I, and we just have to realize maybe they're mesmerized. Yeah, they could be. I am pretty mesmerizing. <laughs> you are again, Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. Rudolph with the bouncing titties. I, I mean, I didn't get to perform that act enough in December. I was traveling for so long and COVID, but I love that. Yeah, act. Of course, you were traveling. That's what Sagittarius do. Yeah, and I was. I turned forty. I needed to travel. <laughs> Y'all be like, ooh, a, a cheap flight. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> and I took two flights and the first one I didn't have to pay for because it was a birthday gift. Second one I paid for, but it wasn't that expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. How did you come up with your name? So actually, you know, it's funny because you were talking about black people need to have names like this. Three white women came up with this name. For really? Me. Let me tell you the story. Uh, so the year I started, it was, it was summer of 2017, and I was still taking classes. Um, you know Ellen Stagg? No. She's a photographer. Okay. And she and I used to be pretty good friends. We, we don't really hang out. We kind of, like, drifted apart. But we used to be pretty close. And so one weekend, I was at her house in Asbury Park just uh, just for the weekend. You know, we were at the beach. Me, her, Gigi, Bon Bon, and Boo Boo Darling. Do you know Boo Boo? Yes, Boo Boo Darling is from Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So, so she she was the, I think she, before, she was the next DC person like in my area to okay. move to New York, and then it was me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the three of us were were there, and and we were like, this weekend we're gonna come up with a name for for me. That was the plan at the beach. So we're sitting there talking, just like, what can it be? And Gigi says. You need like a name, like a solid name, something like the main attraction. That's why it was funny when you mentioned main attraction before. She was like, you need something like that, a name like that. And then I don't know who said it first, but someone was like, what about Reign Supreme? It's like the Supremes and it's like, but spell it like R-A-I-N so that it's not too on the nose, you know? And I was like, I love it. And that was it. That was it. Oh my- I came up with it. I, I, they gave it to me and I was like, yes, that's it. No, those things work. Like, yeah. because, you know, God damn, it's such a good name. Thank you. 
I had this one white lady tell me I was arrogant. So, so um, when I right before I started, you know, Look, did you see my face? Yeah, no, I mean that was my face too. But do you know, do you know, Little Miss Licks? Yes. So she wasn't the one who said it. It wasn't her. But right before I started performing, she was getting ready to teach a pasty making class on in some festival she was doing. So she wanted to do like a practice class first. And since I was new, she was like, "Here, come t- come learn how to make pasties." Um, so she it was me and uh, her and two other people. I, I I don't know if I should say the name of the. Let's not say their name. Just- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's 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 another podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we were talking, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm about to debut in a couple of days." And they were like, "Oh, what's your name?" And I said it, and she goes, "Don't you think that's a little arrogant?" And I was like, "Well, as long as I'm good, then it doesn't matter if you think I'm arrogant." <laughs> and then I had never seen this person perform perform before, but then I did see them perform, and I was just like, "Okay, well, I don't really care what she has to say." But not only that. I also, I would have been like, what, you mad because you wanted his name? That would have been me. You mad because you ain't think of it? <laughs> That's, I'm I'm just very shocked that someone came up to you and was just like, don't you Are you really shocked that a white woman said something like that to me? I mean, it's, it, considering what we know. <laughs> considering about, what we, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. It definitely is, but it definitely happened. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like, don't you think that's arrogant? Yeah. What what if it is? So what? You got a problem? I don't even really know who you are. <laughs> what 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 to it? You yeah. know? Like it's it's listen, the audacity, the nerve, and the goal. That's mm-hmm. the gumption, the goal. <laughs> the gumption, the goal. Ain't nobody got no nerve, charisma, or talent. Everybody <laughs> It's all nerve. It's just it's nerve. Always no, the chicks. no uniqueness, no talent. No <laughs> talent, no uniqueness. <laughs> it's always them bitches. It's always them bitches that got something to say. Always. Like, you and I have been talking about, like, the scene because you the one, you pointed out that I came here with the 40, waving a 44, like. You're getting that door, yep. <laughs> it needed to be kicked in. <laughs> But like, I saw your speech that you gave at the New York uh, Burlesque Festival when you won. You were like, "Listen, diversify y'all shows," and I was like, I, "Yes, I didn't go, but I watched it. I watched your speech." It was a call out. <laughs> and I wonder who felt who felt called out in that room. And I will I will admit, being new here and being I'm you know I'm the new kid in school, yeah. and I'm I I will have to say thank you for making me not feel like the new kid in school. Aww. When it came to being a black burlesque dancer in New York. Yeah. You know, the rest of this, you know, I'm not the rest of the scene that has their ups and downs, you know, they're good people and they're, I got to keep my eye on them bitches. Yeah. It's a mix, a mixed bag, a mixed bag, but I don't, i never got that mixed bag with the New York black burlesque scene. Y'all looked at me like, Get in this house. Right. Get, yep. That street on, light man. coming on. That street light coming on. Get in this house. <laughs> but I have to say thank you for being one of those people that literally was just like, nah, Gigi's coming. We just let <laughs> I was so that you were moving here. Yeah. I told you, I <laughs> Everyone was just like, where is she living? Because <laughs> <laughs> even um you're out in Rockaway, yes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize how far Rockaway was until I went to Far Rockaway Beach. Or I mean, yeah, they call it Far Rockaway for a reason. <laughs> and I was just like, it took us an hour and a half and some chains to get to a beach. Go to the beach, yeah. 
And people were just like, what? Mind you, my dad is from Long Island. My dad's a Long Island boy. He's in Long Island, yeah. Yes. And so when I told my dad, I, I said, yeah, I went to the beach. He goes, which one you go to? Rockaway or some shit? And I was like, yeah. How, how did you but know? Rockway, when I was a kid, Rockaway was not a nice beach. It was dirty. It was. That's what he was saying. Yeah. He was just like, it wasn't cute. It wasn't. He was like, what? But he admitted he was he was just like it was nothing to go on a train and go to the beach. Right. So when it's he, accessible. Yeah. So when he moved to DC in Maryland, he was like, Y'all gotta go two hours away. Oh, that's the closest beach when you were in DC? Yeah, we gotta drive to Ocean City. Oh, Maryland. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this we is gotta so drive. I mean, Rockaway yeah. is closer to you than that. True. And that's right. but for me, uh like going to ocean city it was like you hit one route 50 and it's a straight shot like you literally yeah. run into ocean city on route 50 okay. so that's a two-hour trip and it doesn't even feel like two hours because you just driving straight on the driving the street you cruising but when we had to get on that train i was like we gotta wait for another a which yeah. a is this walk to the beach see jealous yeah. um <laughs> We had our beach day last year with all the black burlesquers. That's the picture. That's the header on our group chat. Yes. I before we jumped double dutch. Yeah. Let's do it again this summer. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, oh my goodness. I'm also trying to think of like, I have so many. My ADHD is like going crazy. Yeah. There's so <laughs> many questions I want to ask you, and they and they're like all over the place. Right <laughs> it's like deciphering the matrix right now. Um, I've never seen the Matrix, so I don't really, really get that reference. Oh, but. well, it's like doing a murder board, like a murder board. Okay, or yeah, yeah, a I complicated get that. math problem. Yeah, Matrix, it's it's good. I because the story was written by a black woman, I highly suggest watching it. Okay. But also written, and written by a black woman, then stolen by those two white ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I tried to watch the first one years, years ago, and I fell asleep. So this so, new one, I fell asleep on. I'm not going to lie. Halfway yeah. through, I was just like. The new one is meta, but not that good. Okay. I think what made the first one so unique is that because, like, the internet was so new. Right. This was, like, in the 90s or early 2000s. Yeah. But yeah. now the internet isn't new. No. The internet no. is is the same old, same old Beyonce, yeah. Al Gore internet. Yeah. But so what? What are you going to be doing now? Like, what is the future of Reign Supreme? Um, I would like to produce. I mean, I produced a show last summer, a virtual show for Juneteenth. And it went really well. Like, I had a lot. It, I made, it made a lot of money. I was able to pay everyone a lot. I, I did it last summer during the height of all the protests because I was like, white people are really looking for ways to support black people right now. This is the perfect time. I made it free for black people. Yes. So it was free for black people with a with like a discount code. Everyone else, it was either fifteen or twenty five dollars, depending on if they wanted to rent it or buy it on Vimeo. And uh, it was great. I made like enough money to pay everyone a good amount, like a, a good you know show amount. I told everyone I didn't want it to be stressful, so if they wanted to send me a video they already had, that was cool. And I really enjoyed producing. I enjoyed editing. I enjoyed all of it. So I would like to produce in the future. Um, I also want to take more dance classes and just kind of like up my dance game because I don't have any formal dance I mean when I was younger I took like ballet classes and I've taken like since I started performing I, I've been taking like dance classes here and there but I don't have like formal dance training really like some people do so I kind of feel like I want to do that more I really just want to perform as much as I can yes you know? 
it's hard with a day job um, having time because for one, I'm tired a lot. When I come home from work, I don't really feel like doing anything. So having time to work on costumes and, and all that is hard. And also weeknight gigs, I do them, but they're hard because I'm always tired the next day when I have to go to work. So it's hard. So I try to do, I try to do like, my max is usually like eight, eight or nine shows a month. Wow, um, that's good. Like in January, I had eight scheduled. One of them was canceled the, the, on the first, but I have, you know, that's kind of like where I'm around, like seven, eight, nine shows a month, which I think is a good, like maybe twice a week I'll perform, you know, including go-go. And that's a good, you know, I understand when you're saying like, I have a daytime job and when I come home, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. But how, how do you balance it all? I guess just with knowing your limits. I'm just tired a lot. I just, I stay tired. You know what I mean? There's really no way to balance it. I'm just tired all the time. You know, I, on the weekends, I'll, I'll work on stuff. I'll work on stuff like rhinestoning stuff while I'm watching TV, you know, it's, I, I do it, but I'm just tired all the time. I, oh my goodness. I try I, to take less go-go gigs. Like I'll try to do maybe just one or at max two a month because that's harder on my body. Um, I try to save my energy for things that I really love, like performing burlesque. I'd rather do that than go-go dance. But go-go is good money, you know? So if I do one or two a month, that's good. But then I need to make sure I, I take it easy the next day because my body is always, you know, my 40-year-old body <laughs> gets tired. So now that you're like... 40. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate that people would be like, oh, you're 40. That's old. You know, you're the aging dancer. I, definitely don't I don't feel, feel like that. How do you feel now being the 40 year old burlesque dancer? I love, I mean, for, I know a lot of burlesque dancers who are my age, you know, a lot of us are, are 40 and plus. Yeah. I feel good because I feel like, first of all, because I'm black, I'm dark skinned. People don't think I'm 40. Never. People yes. never think I'm 40. Again, when you asked me my age, I was like grown. That's all you need. Right. To know. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love, like, I was so excited to turn 40. Like, I was shouting from the rooftops, like, I'm about to be 40. I'm about to be. You remember that girl who was putting out those videos talking about how women are when they're 30 and uh, when they're about to be 40? She goes, I'm about to be 40 and I can't deal with this. It was just some comedian who was putting out these videos. That's how That's I am. That's true, though. Yeah. I, I have already said I can't wait to turn 40 because I everyone told me that that's when it clicks that you don't care anymore. I really don't. Give, I really, do really not. don't give a fuck. And I'm just like, please, I just want that. Yeah. I just, I don't want to give a fuck. That's it. Yeah. No. I mean, I stopped giving a fuck maybe around 35. But Ooh. also, I really never gave that much of a fuck. I think it's that Sagittarius in me. I kind of was like, you know what? I'm doing what I want to do. I, that's, again, that's what, that's what attracts Aries to Sagittarius. Because it's maybe, like, oh, yeah. you. Y'all you care a do, lot. Yeah. We care a lot. And so we're. Sh- we're more amazed and amused that you actually don't care. And you're just like, how, how do you do that? Yeah. A lot of it for me with Sagittarius is morbid curiosity of like, how do you not care? <laughs> what and, are they going to do? Are they going to fight me because they don't like something? What are they going to do? They're not going to fight me. They're not. That's what my friend literally kept telling me. She goes, they're not going to fight you. Right, right. She's like, <laughs> I've never she, been in a fight in my life, except for like with my siblings. Oh, no, nah, I've. Yeah. Well, you're I've an Aries. I've done some world star. Same birthday world. as yours. <laughs> I've done world star. World star. That's me. I'll be the one shot world star while you fight. <laughs> Listen, I've also been the chick holding the camera. Oh, God. <laughs> Get her. Beat her ass. Oh, my God. Beat that bitch. Beat that bitch. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, we'll be, 
on the show, they'd be like, but you had straight A's and you were a nerd. I was just like, that's right. These hands? Hands? Yeah. Hands I, too. I was bullied, but the moment I met my Sagittarius friend, ain't nobody bullying me that much no more. Oh. Because she cussed one of them out in class. Yeah. And after that, she was just like, you hanging out with me, blah, blah, blah. And they saw I was yeah. hanging out with with the with them, the, the Grow yeah. Sisters. I was <laughs> that was their name. No, there wasn't oh. <laughs> from the show Proud Family because they were bullied. Oh, I, didn't I, watch out with the I think I'm a little too old to watch for that. It was a little <laughs> <laughs> but like hanging out, you know, with them, like fisticuffs. So yeah, I love it. I I also love that you were another hood chick. That's mm-hmm. the thing with burlesque. I feel like everyone is so prim and proper and prissy. Yeah, especially the white burlesque dancers. Like I'm not gonna lie, a lot of them bitches come from money. A lot of bitches got money. They do. They do. And I have not. I mean, my parents, you know, I don't have my my mom has a house. My grandfather owned a house. So my mom has a house that my grandfather owned. But if my grandfather didn't own a house, we would have been, I don't know where we wouldn't live. We wouldn't have had a house house, you know? Right. And that's, you know, the the thing that I always say is that my family started from the bottom that we hit. You know, my parents are in Bowie, Maryland with a house that they had built and they're retired and blah, blah, blah. So when people pull up, right, when people pull up and go, oh, Gigi, you got money. I go, no, correction. They have money. And they have it now. And they have <laughs> they it didn't now. Have it. Yeah. We did not have it back right. then. Yeah. I Now we have it. But now I, you know, and I'm very thankful for the part of my life where I was a bougie black girl. I at least know what that feels like. In DC, yeah, in DC, black girls in DC. We are a special, we are special breed. We are in the Hamptons. Yes, just oh, just mm, them Howard University girls. That's what I always say. Did you go to Howard? No, I actually went to a predominantly white college, Frostburg State. Okay, uh, which is why I'm always done with white people's bullshit. Yeah, like I'm over it. Y'all, y'all, y'all already made it terrible during my college education to the point that I couldn't even finish. Burlesque was my intro into that because I grew up in a very black neighborhood. Mm. I, went to black, I went to black elementary school. My middle school was more diverse, but all my friends were black. I had some like non-black friends, but they were like West Indian non-blacks, you know. And then in high school, still, I had mostly black friends. I had some other friends, but all my friends were black. And then burlesque is really what threw me in the mix of whiteness. Okay, <laughs> let's talk yeah. about that. How <laughs> was that cultural change? It was a lot. It still is a lot sometimes. I'm sorry, my eyes got really big on that. Like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I saw. Like, thrown into whiteness. Right. Like, seeing, being backstage and hearing people say, oh, my God, look, my costume is so ghetto. And I'm just like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? You mean, like, uh great and talented but ignored until a white person discovers it is that what you mean by ghetto <laughs> like i've heard i've had people say that to me like or talking to other people and saying it i've had people backstage say things like uh introducing a person whose name whose last name is brown and saying oh you can just say his, his name is brown like shit and i'm like and then then when they were introducing me they're like do you have a tagline i'm like no but you can just say you know she's brown like shit and they're like, oh, uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen, so you oh. literally, you were just in this all black space. I was in like a very safe. Yeah. I mean, there were some other issues because, you know, there's always issues with black. I had to with some colorism back then when I was. I mean, kid, like, listen, we will keep like, in-house in-house. That's yeah, I know yeah. that's how the black community thinks. Yeah, that's yeah. The one respectability thing I will keep on to. OK, that's in-house. fair. And I get it. 
We uh, we will keep in house in house. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one. My everyone knows in my family and friends. They be don't like, talk about our business in front of white people. Yeah, don't 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 you dig? Yeah, don't give them fuel. Don't let them know. This is not like a podcast that only black people listen to. Oh no, <laughs> don't don't worry. They no, they completely understand. I appreciate yeah. the producers yeah. um, here. They're they're definitely two white women who listen uh, to it and go, "Damn, this is good." Yeah, well, damn, you're right. We fucking up. <laughs> good. At least they could acknowledge and realize that because so many of them are just like, "Oh, they must be talking about you," because it's not me. No, they <laughs> like. Um, sometimes when I record it, they're here, but because uh, mm-hmm. a lot is happening, they was like, "You can do it," you know, blah blah blah. But they will be like in the background, and then they'll come back like at the end and go, "That was really good. I took notes. I'm learning." And I'm like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It works, but like. But yeah, burlesque is what, and it wasn't even just when I started performing. It was when I became friends with with Jason because, like I said, most of his burlesque friends that he knew were white. So I was hanging out with him and his friends a lot, and it was just a lot of me saying, "Okay, this is how that is." And and also, I think when you don't grow up with that kind of uh, experience and that kind of racism, like that kind of subtle liberal racism, you don't always recognize it right away. You know, that right away. You don't. And so and I had to be like questioning myself, like, wait, is that me? Or am I like, am I tripping? Or is this, and you it, know? And again, I will always say, I think the New York Black burlesque scene for opening arms to me, because remember, I came to y'all going, yo, what's Gucci? Why are they talking to me like this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why are they yeah, talking right. to y'all because like this? New York racism is some, some, is some unique shit, man. Yeah. And I was just like, and I just kept trying to figure out like, why y'all talking to them like this? Why y'all talking to us like this? Why are you talking mm-hmm. to me like this? Who the fuck? And it was very much, I caught myself trying not to say to a white performer and producer, who the fuck you think you're talking to? But sometimes somebody say that shit to them. I, because you know, code switching, I felt. I I rarely do that. (laughs) I could feel all of the hood coming just. And go like just right, right to the brim. right there, right there. <laughs> just go, who the fuck you and like change mannerisms like in the evening. Yeah, like I felt it, and I was like, nope, can't can't do that, can't do that yeah. because who knows what will happen if you do. <laughs> but literally, I remember feeling it like, who yeah, the fuck you yeah. think you? T-? But so like, no, oh my gosh, I'm I'm still shocked that you were just <laughs> thrown into it but you're right like because new york is very segregated you know so i grew up with black everything was black i watched black movies i watched the wiz i never saw the wizard of oz i still haven't ever seen it i've only seen the wiz it's i mean it's all right i'm sure but it's not going to be as good as, and i'm not gonna i have no interest in it i don't care about yeah you know and my my dad even said they have an act to the emerald city sequence yes <laughs> So does uh Golden Mystique did it at the What the Funk Fest? And oh, really? Costume, like, yeah. And she My costume was something. green, and then it was red, and then it was gold. Yeah. Yes. But what she would do was do it, have the wrong color each time they would announce it. So it would be like, she'd be like, God dang it. I oh thought God, it would God. be. I want to see it. I want to see this act. Yeah. She's like, God dang it. I thought I, you know, had the right color. Aww. It was great. It was great. But like. I guess my thing is like how now that you have been in that fold, you know, like that culture thing, how do you navigate it now? You know, now I just, I try to stay like, I'd like to do black shows the most. They're the most comfortable. They pay the best. 
I do. I still work at like Slipper Room. I still do. Um, that's like the only like white white show that I do regularly. Um, and it is sometimes it's a challenge, but I, you know, it's a lot of fun working there too. Like I have fun every time I'm there, especially with certain people. There are some certain people who I would prefer not to be around. And, uh, we could also talk about that offline if you want. Yeah, but. no, that's, that's completely understandable. I mean, yeah. I did a gig. People are cool and I kind of just stay, keep it superficial with a lot of people. You know, I don't really get deep except for with uh, the black ones or the ones who I know well, like I know Gigi Bonbon. Bon. She and I have been friends for a long time, but she was friends with Jason. So I've known her for like 10 years, you know? Yeah. So like yeah. we can talk real talk and like Jason, I can talk real talk with him and there are a couple of others, but for the most part, I just keep it superficial um, unless I'm with the, my people, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, keeping it, I, I will admit, I do keep it cute. I keep mm-hmm. it superficial. I keep it cute with some people because you're right. It's, it's a very fine, it's a line. It's a line and it's a boundary. And sometimes but, they'll get real too familiar and and uh, I have to be like, okay, you know, what are you talking? Like, why are you saying this to me? <laughs> like, they'll be like, oh, hey, girl, or, hey, boo, and I'm like, who taught you how to talk? Like, that's not how you talk. <laughs> why are you talking to me like that? You don't talk to your white girlfriends like that. <laughs> you, do you call? Do you say hey, boo, to Susan? You know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. hey, girl, to Karen. <laughs> like, I say boo, I say it to people, and sometimes I say it to white girls, but I had to stop saying it to the white girls because then they started saying it, and I'm like, okay, let me let me stop being the being the one to to. Uh, I, let me start gatekeeping my my language. Let's talk, gatekeep the language. I am. <laughs> listen, another like I went to college to become a you know try to do news anchor and oh, and okay, linguistics yeah. and all that other stuff and word yeah. etymology. You know, I, about yes, I really. I, I'm at this point now. I'm just like, nah, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have told them any of our, <laughs> we should have gatekeep, gatekept more. We should have, we should have. Everything about us has been so cool. You, have you, listen, have you noticed that white girls have started using that Stevie Wonder birthday song when they're saying happy birthday to another white person? Like I've been, I saw it on Instagram recently. I'm sorry, what? Posting like happy birthday to posting the Stevie Wonder version of the happy birthday. But that's for that was for Martin Luther King and Black people. I know. I know. And a lot of white people didn't even know that song until recently. But like I saw recently someone's birthday happened. And I saw like two or three different white people were like, Happy birthday, so and so. And if they put that song (laughs) (laughs) me off. Like my faces. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's just, but that's also with tw- uh, the song Oops, Oh My by Tweet. Uh-huh. And it came out, Missy Elliott said, y'all thought it was about masturbation. It was actually about the appreciation of your dark skin. She's looking in the mirror and how, look how sexy I am. Yeah. And all of the white women who had burlesque X to that was just like, oh, shit. I don't think I've no ever one. seen a burlesque act to that song. I have, multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> multiple times. And they all thought it was about masturbation. It was always a pale white woman doing it. And now that mm-hmm. is actually about... I should make you- one and just have a mirror on stage and just be me yeah. looking at myself. Let's go! Yes! <laughs> I would hold the mirror for your act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Act. We'll do it together. You hold the mirror. In fact, we should... I, I want to I wanna do your Sanctuary Noir show and I'm going to do it for that. <laughs> please i was just about to write yesterday because clearly and i were both doing it uh-huh. and i wanted to say 
hey, y'all want to be in an audience one day or do y'all want to do it? Let a bitch. I want to do both. I want to do yeah. both. Because I, I haven't ever, I've seen like some clips of it, but I want to watch it and I also want to be in it. Yeah. I'd awesome. Oh, great. Yeah. We'd actually do record it. So <laughs> yeah, that's perfect because I have, but, you know, I got all this shit in my room. I got mirrors. I got lights. <laughs> yes. Because Poison Ivory did it. Mm-hmm. And it was lit. Like everyone was just like, what, what do you mean? Miss Exotic World 2016 is stripping in your living room. Like yep. what? Egypt Black Now did it one year. Last year she did it virtual. It's, yeah, it's Egypt did it. Brick House did it too, right? Didn't she? G's did it. Brick House did it. Yeah. Trust. Now that I am in New York and I, I'm literally trying to figure out how to make it like y'all in the studio on it, like. We're just doing it. Listen, you just say say the word. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. We just, that's it. We just need, like, and I'm going probably... to it's going to be all about my brown skin. <laughs> Good. That's, that's what we want, you know? Like, the celebration of the brown skin, that's the most beautiful thing about burlesque, especially yeah. being Black and doing burlesque. Yeah. Like, you know, it's cute or whatever when I see the white girls rub their skin. But when I see black women rub their skin and touch yes, it, touch the skin, honey. Touch honey the yes. Skin. Yes. You can't when take I, it. You can't take it. It just, it looks so like, oh. Mm-hmm. Especially How? when the light hits it. Like, I really am like in love with my skin. It's like, when I go to the beach and pictures when the sun, like, I love it. Like when Beyonce said your skin just like pearls, I'm like, yeah, that's me. When the sun glistens on my skin, it looks like pearls and I love it. There was, I saw a TikTok and this beautiful black woman had, you know, her legs were nice and shiny, but she, her shoes had Swarovski crystals on it. And she was just like, I put Vaseline on because these Swarovskis ain't going to outshine me. (laughs) I love it. I was like, bitch. Yes. Say less. So where mm-hmm. I, I put that, you see how I said that so quickly, because I put it in my brain uh-huh. to the next time that a white girl says only Swarovski shine or I'll only do Swarovski's. And I was like, sucks to be you, babe, because all I got to do is put on Vaseline and, and I'm mm-hmm. shine Swarovski. So yeah, exactly. So, so Damn, whatever kind of I'm still shinier. I'm still <laughs> shinier. That's the one thing. The classism in burlesque got me all the way fucked up. <laughs> so much. And it's because of all those white girls who have money, like, it's it's definitely a class. It's definitely classism. It's classism. It, it doesn't need to be that way because I have seen so many great acts. I've seen like Poison Ivy has that act to gorilla. gorilla. It ain't nothing, has, but it's a sheer thing in her pasties, and that's it. And she takes pasties off. Like it's she has like n- like no no crystals basically, and it's one of my favorite acts, and it's so sexy, and it's and it it's a crowd pleaser. Like everyone loves it. I saw her do it once, and this guy next to me was throwing money on stage. Good. <laughs> And that's like, I, you know, I remember white performers telling me that, oh, you, you always need to have rhinestones on your costume and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that's stupid. Like, why? You know, and you can't dance to hip hop. But I uh, see white girls dancing hip hop all the time. They, they want to do it. They want to do it. They want to take it and dance to it. But then they tell us. Y'all, I literally had a chick tell me, Right. I literally had a chick tell me that all of my black burlesque acts, all of my hip hop acts only belong on a black burlesque stage. A white and person if, told you that. Yes. And if we were not on a plane, I would have cold softer. But we were on a public plane. Like, again, I had- You to, can't fuck around in the, with the, the plane and the air and- Right. And flights and shit. Right. And I was just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Anytime something happens to me in another state, I just have to 
do that that cost and effect. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. if you want to be locked up in a foreign place, even if it's not another country, still it's not home. You it's not. It's not your. You know, you don't know how the cops are there. Right. So, I kind of did like a fuck you act. Mm-hmm. To where I danced to Nicki Minaj's Anaconda. <laughs> no heels. <laughs> No rhinestones. No rhinestones. And I bet it was great. I bet it was perfect. Oh, I would walk away with $200 in tips on that act alone. Oh, my God. I was twerking all over the place. I was giving all my hip hop like literally. And it never mattered the audience. Black, white, Asian, never. Everyone was just like throwing money. Good and good. But then that person saw it and was just like, I'm like, oh, you thought you needed all of that. You thought you really needed all of that, huh? Mm-hmm. You maybe you do. I know. maybe you do. That's the thing. Rhinestones are just seasonings on the costume. It's right. not the meal, right. right? I have costumes with no rhinestones, and I bet you they be slaying. Yeah, my, my Rudy act. The only thing I have Rudy act. But my costume is like a red onesie pajamas, and I have some antler ears, and I have snap tape up the sides, and I have wedge sneakers on. <laughs> Listen. So I can twerk because you know I need some heels to twerk, but I need sneakers so I can move around. That's, that's like it. a twerking act. It's Big Frida. It's a Rudy the Big Booty Reindeer, and it's Big Frida. <laughs> <sighs> it's my favorite act that I have. My favorite act to perform. It's so much fun. Oh my and god! I want you to. I want you to produce again so bad. I want a lot of black people to produce because. What I want now is soul Christmases. I want Juneteenth shows. You want to hear want... Uh, Silent Night in my mind? <laughs> like, yes. If we could have a group act for Silent Night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jason has an act to um, Silent Night by Patti LaBelle. Patti LaBelle has an acapella version of Silent Night. And Jason has an aerial act. So that's really beautiful. I uh, This Christmas, I danced to This Christmas, but the Mary J. Blige version because New uh-huh, York. Uh-huh. I right, can't, right. you know, because New York, <laughs> like, I'll be looking around and go, I know where I'm at. I need yeah. to play the New York. She's <laughs> our favorite. But, Mary, like, um, ultimate homegirl. Everybody's homegirl. <laughs> everyone's homegirl. The moment, I think I did that act at uh, Rex Halligan show. Okay, yeah. And Fire. he, yeah, Fire and Fury. And when he first saw that it was thir- uh, this Christmas, he was like, oh, no. And he's like, oh, no, it's Mary J. Blige. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, yeah. Rex is a New Yorker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Rex was like, oh, this is Mary J. Blige. Okay, she did it right. Okay. Yep. But, yeah. but I also danced to Temptations, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. And I like years ago, like I had to be a baby burlesker. And I remember people coming up to me going, I've never heard that version before. No, and I bet like, you haven't. And this was me. Y'all don't know the... Y'all know all these other Christmas songs. <laughs> right, but you don't know this. I... Okay, so you grew up here. Did you, I don't know if you watched the documentary about the concerts that were happening in Harlem during the summer of 68. Summer of, summer of Soul. I haven't seen it. It's on my list, but I haven't watched it yet. Please watch my it. Mom I've watched it, watched it twice. I watched it twice. And then I called my dad and told him to watch it. Because mm-hmm. Long Island boy, you was yeah, here. Yeah. Do you know my dad called me back and said, baby, I didn't know this was happening. And I was like, what? He was here. He was in Long Island. Yes. And that's, he was just like, it was, you know, I was in Long Island. He was like, but I travel all over. You know, I was always in the five boroughs. Right. He was like, he even said, I was home from Howard University that time. My, he's like, he's even saying, your uncle was like on break from high school. They could have gone. 
They could have gone. And I bet you anything, I think they just went to work. I think they were just working. What year? What year? When was that happening? It had to be like 68 or 69. Okay. Because my mom, my mom was born in 1959. So she would have been a kid. So she probably. Yeah. But no, my dad was in college. He admitted it. He was just like, I, I don't know. And I was just like, dad, how did you not do it? But David Ruffin is in there. Oh, and he's singing and he's solo singing. Uh (laughs) And when I saw him on the screen and I'm surrounded by all my white friends and I see David Ruffin, I just go, ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. And they probably like, what? What? <laughs> where I, so my girlfriend is friends with G's Louise, and I had to text G's Louise and go, "Let me go ahead and show my your friend, my girlfriend, the Temptations movie." You know, I haven't ever seen it, but I know all the references. It's weird; I haven't seen it, but I still know the references because I'm still black what? and I still am around black people. <laughs> oh my god, that's the best thing about being. Black. I need to watch it. Because we all know the references because it's a part of our culture. It's part of our culture, yeah. It's a part of our culture. Like, even the, like, you saying Black Butterfly, I was just like, my brain automatically, you know, I haven't heard it in years, but I know the Oh, sorry. Can I just say the other, the other old R&B song that I was thinking of that I couldn't think of before is Baby Come To Me by Regina Bell. I haven't acted that song Baby. Come, no, no, baby, come to me. To me, yes, yeah, the other one because it's uh, so baby come to me, but that's the one. I haven't. I, I will admit, my next step in, uh, in, in music that I want to dance to. My mom is a huge Phyllis Hyman fan, Ooh. and so am I because of my mother. Because of your mom, yeah, that's how it is. Williams. Yes, my mother is a uh, Phyllis Hyman, Patty Labelle. Mm-hmm. My dad and um Osley Brothers. Brenda loves some Osley Brothers. <laughs> my parents to... like Earth, Wind, and Fire. That was a I okay. Like... <laughs> so here's the thing: I danced to Footsteps in the Dark for my mother by the Osley Brothers. Oh. My dad loves Earth, Wind, and Fire. So the verses was literally made for my parents. Oh my god! The verses and yes, I do that's right, that verses with Steve yes. And at Bathtub Gin, I danced to um, The Reasons, right? I saw a video. Reasons, yeah. Uh-huh. I love that song so much. Can I just because I what I'm about to say is going to lead to a question. Okay. Can I just say I love when the audience is majority white, but there's like five black people there because the black people know. They know. They know. Yep. Up. I danced to reason. The last time I was in the tub and danced to reason, somebody black ass daddy was in the audience. My man stood up. Oh, I bet. Oh my God. He, he stood up. They had to tell him to sit down. They had to tell him to sit down because he stood up like, you better dance to earn the one. <laughs> like how we do sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, oh, I mean, and you know that look, it was disgusting, but like, you know that. Yep, yep. Uh huh. So my question is, how have you have you ever experienced that? And like, how does it feel being that black performer on stage and all white? But you see, like you you said it earlier, they run up to you when you're go go mm-hmm. dancing and say, but like when you're in the thick of it, when you're performing, yeah. do you see the black faces? Like, I sometimes I do. It's hard at like slipper because of the lights to see right. like who's in the audience. But when I was at Nurse Betty, I danced, I danced to Baby Come to Me at Nurse Betty once. And I had some friends in the audience, and they were black. And uh, when that song came on, like they, I could tell they were just like, oh, they were singing it. And it, it, it wasn't like a majority white audience, but they were like, they had dreads. Like they were like a very black section of the audience. Yes. And they were 
living for that song. Like all of them were singing. It was great. I love when that happens. It's it's just it's magic. Yeah. Yeah. It feels really good. Yeah. I I always define burlesque as like a conversation. Mm -hmm. And then when you are the only black person on stage and you're dancing to a black ass song, or you're just the only black person on stage and Mm -hmm. you see those five black people, you have yes thank you for you this is for you i feel like we'll have another conversation right and it's a little more just, intimate intimate and more personal yeah it's very much what's the word i'm looking for that africa diaspora it's like we mm, see diaspora, yeah yeah it's a it's like that that connection that connection you know we know that we're connected in some way and we're really looking at it, you know, I understand why ancestry doc, you know, ancestry and, and 23 and me exists and it should. And I also feel like black people should not have to pay for it. No, but I, and I me. will never, I never, will. I will not. No, I've, I'm doing my campaign again this February that I need three 23 and me tests for my family and I refuse to pay for it. Someone else has to pay for it. Yeah. I've been looking into the African ancestry one because I know they said they don't keep your DNA and they're more accurate when it comes to like tribal information. I don't really want to give my DNA to any of those white companies. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with it. Like, yeah, there's also, I have to find it again, but it's on TikTok and I'm following this dude. He has like the last name, you know, slave last mm-hmm. names and all the, the registries and everything. Mm-hmm. And he goes and contacts, like he connect, finds the family and contacts mm-hmm. the white family and go, I'm actually your, your relative. So give me some money. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually your relative. Please. And it was interesting because he actually said, like, you know, a lot of the people get defensive, you know, blah, blah, blah. But yet they're trying to say that they're liberal. But they're defensive. Right. Like, this, this can't be. You know the history of this country. Like, why are you so so defensive? You know that that's likely what your family was. Right. Be. You know, I, I appreciate some of these white liberals, but I also need to say that white liberalism is a level of white supremacy that Definitely. we have not dissected yet but it's there it's we've yeah. dissected white supremacy now we need to dissect white liberalism we need to dissect it more yeah because <sighs> because like we like we said earlier that the the nuances in the in the racism that they're doing the little, here the little the, paper cuts the little the paper little, cuts. Pap- little paper cuts but you but, can die from a thousand of like if someone cuts you a thousand times, like it's 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 like a, a someone stabbing you with a knife. Even if it's a million little paper cuts, it still hurts. A million little paper. Oh my gosh, that's mm-hmm. that. Oh oh man, you just made my brain <laughs> hold on to that phrase so that I can write a blog and call out even more. I'm going to be writing more, but I want to say a little paper cut. That's what it is, especially when we're dealing with. You know, you and I have had the same struggles with producers and mm-hmm. other white performers here. Mm-hmm. And I really do want to say you are a thousand little paper clips, paper, paper cuts, and you will kill one of us one day. Are you trying to trying kill me? To... Like, oh my God. I want to live. <laughs> Could you imagine saying that backstage? I'm going to, I'm going to say it next time. Like, what is that? Are you trying to kill me? Are you trying to kill me? <laughs> are you trying to kill me? <laughs> Like, don't ever, don't ever ask me that again. Are you trying to kill me? I, yes, please. I, oh my God. I feel like we should just all have little things that we should just say. (laughs) Cause I love making a person. We'll we'll have our inside. uh, inside. (laughs) I love making people um, stuck on stupid. As my mama say, make them stuck. uh, uh." Favorite thing on the earth. Favorite thing. Making them stuck on stupid. Just, oh, 
I love it. I love it. Like just turn. And it's so easy to do because they'll just say so many reckless things and have no clue, have no clue, or not even care or think about it. Yeah, no clue, no oblivious to it, Mm -hmm. oblivious to the world. But I, I'm just so thankful that one, we got to have this conversation. Two, I'm friends with you. Like, I know. (laughs) But it's just like, I know we're running out of time, and it's just like so much that I just want to know about, like. Well, we can just talk and hang out, you know, if anytime. <laughs> true, true that, true that. <laughs> I just, I'm just so thankful that you are here and like, you may not see, but I feel like you're a pillar in the New York Black burlesque community. Like you may be like four and a half years in, but I, wow, like you, I just, Thank yeah. You. I actually feel like all of y'all are like it's just like this there beautiful are a lot of us, yeah. <laughs> but like I feel like with you I'm just like oh my god rain is actually very like active on social media like really like we be we were cracking jokes on yes. everything <laughs> yes there's a lot of funny shit and there's, we can be funny we make things funny even if it's not funny <laughs> exactly and I'm just I'm just magic too, is like just making laughter and that because we need to you know, we need to yeah. laugh from crying. Yeah. And I'm just so thankful. And I just love the fact that you're in this beautiful head wrap and those beautiful my silk pajamas. Hold on, I'm going to show you my wall where I have like all of my, like, I, do you have any prints? Because I want to hang you up on my wall. I, I need have, to print. People have been asking me. All of these. I have some burlesque people and I also have like porn stars and like, yes. you know, I have everything. Oh, wow. Porn stars. Ooh, yeah, I have I need like a picture. just naked black women I want on my wall, you know? I need so, a, you know what? That's a smart idea. I need a picture of Pinky. That's my favorite porn yeah, star. Yes, get Pinky. I want porn. I want pinup. I want any any kind of naked black woman I want on my wall. I still want yeah. more Jet Beauties of the Week. Yeah. Yep. Um, I bought some old, like, Players Magazine. Whoa. I bought the, the, the copy of Playboy with... um with the, the first black uh the first black playboy cover i, I bought a copy of it from black market yes. for my studio i want right on magazines oh, i want actually, some my, king, king yeah. magazine yeah, yeah. Oh, you know kinos was in king mag you know kinos she was in king magazine twice of course she was of course and i've been trying to find the issue it was like it was like july 1998 or something i've been trying to find it i can't find it of course akino was you know what i'm trying to locate it's real sex and it's yeah. Miss Black Nude Universe because apparently there are a few Black burlesque dancers Ooh. that were in it. And I it need to find the episode again. I just need that segment yeah. of Miss Black Nude Universe that was on Real Sex. I yeah. need to find that segment because they were covered in just shea butter and oils and glitter and just naked. And just glistening. Oh, my God. Like Like, (laughs) people need to understand, like that that is sexy to me. That is that is oh, but I'm just so happy that you've shared your sexiness with us. Also, just to let all of our listeners and viewers know it is a Saturday morning. Yeah. So we're still in jammies and drinking. <laughs> I was like, I really don't like putting on clothes when I'm home. I'm just going to put on these pajamas. I can still look nice, but be. be Listen, I love it. And I love it. And I appreciate it. So one more um, thing I want to tell you. If that's yes. okay before you go. It's just something yes. I think you'll think funny when you were talking about the black dad standing up at your show. Yes. I went to see Indy RE with my father and Flowetry opened for them. And when they sang 
say yes. My dad was in the audience like, yes, yes. He was screaming. And I was so embarrassed, but he was screaming, yes. This would have been me. No, don't worry. My, oh my God, I love this because I love embarrassing black dad stories. Because black dad, I, I'm telling y'all, an active black dad is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's from Brooklyn. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love He's how we both have New York. I love how we both have New York fathers. And, mm-hmm. and I'm a DC chick. I'm a DC chick with a New York dad. And yeah. recently, listen, yeah, that's when when I tell people like, "Oh, my dad's from Long Island," they're like, "Oh, so you belong here? Like, you a New Yorker?" And I was like, "No, I'm a Washingtonian." But <laughs> my dad's favorite song, one of his favorite songs is Too Close by Next. Ah, my dad loves All the Things Your Man Won't Do by Joe. <laughs> he used to play it, blast it before we went to church. He would blast it in the morning when we were getting ready for church. Wrong song to play before church, dad. That, as soon as I get home by Faith, I think my dad is in love with Faith Evans. He, and Waterfalls by TLC. He loves the My dad is a Gladys Knight. <laughs> Man, when he told me, so going back to the, the summer of soul. Oh yeah. 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 I had that conversation with my dad. He was like, I call even call my friends. They didn't even remember. Like we, we was probably busy. Like what was we doing? And he said, and I was like, daddy, I thought you'd be there. Your girl Gladys was there. He goes, let me tell you something. Howard university. So that Gladys night was about to perform in Baltimore. Me and my friends got in the car and we drove to Baltimore. That's an hour drive from, from DC. Howard. Yeah. <laughs> from Howard University. That's an hour and some change. She's like, oh, she's gone. Let's go. Come on, let's go. <laughs> my even my mama has said this man will probably leave me for Gladys. <laughs> as long as I can leave him for the Isley brothers. I was like, damn, oh, your, your mom was like, choo, choo. <laughs> what time the train arrive? <laughs> what time the train arrive? Listen. I I cannot wait for the time I'm going to interview my mother for oh, this. I can't wait. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> because I want to ask my mother questions about like her growing up, but also mm-hmm. like her ties to like sex work and yeah, like yeah. her thoughts on it. But also like me doing this. Brenda is the reason I have the tagline Chocolate City Titty. She she came up with it? Yes. Um, both of my pasties popped off at Howard Theater, so all of DC got to see both of my nipples. I got on the microphone and apologized to my mother and said, I'm sorry that all of DC got to see my chocolate titties. And my mm-hmm. mother said, It's okay, baby, you just a chocolate city titty. Oh, I love your mother. I love Brenda. <laughs> Brenda Listen, Brenda loves burlesque shows. I love it. I love she, it. And when it's beautiful black women, and listen, my fear. And it's not really a fear. It's more that of she's like, want to perform? yeah. That. Would you have a problem with that? That's she probably would be good. I feel like she really would be good, but also I was breastfed, so those are my titties. Oh, um, oh god! My not sister wasn't breastfed. My, my sister wasn't breastfed, but I was breastfed. Oh, you? Those you are were my titties. Ones? Yeah, my sister was not breastfed. My sister. My mother was just like, nah, it was a bottle. Well, here you go. She yeah, goes, but she you? Younger. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, you are allergic to everything. And they were just like, you, you have to breastfeed this one. Breastfeed her, yeah. And so those are my titties. Yeah. Oh, and yours only because, uh, but they're your dad's too. They're also hers. They're her titties. <laughs> my are mother breastfed my... all four of us. 
Look, are they my father's breast? Or <laughs> no, they're not his. They're hers. They're hers. They're, they're <laughs> hers, right? <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just my my my. Along with my mother performing, it's my mother mm. seeing certain performers. Um, I don't know how my mom would react to Samson. Oh, Samson is very sexy. All the moms love him. I bet. And I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I won't even let my best friend watch Samson perform. Like I'm. Why? I, no. She already Wait. follows him on Instagram. That's too much. That's too much. That's too much. <laughs> so she saw us follow him on Instagram. She's seen like clips of him performing then. But my mom, like my mom, has already said, like, oh, I would love to see all of your friends performing you. And I'm just like, there's a few I don't want you to watch. Who else? Like. <laughs> because i feel like you would make me a you would make me a middle child and that's gonna be your stepdaddy you're gonna have to <laughs> <Samson therapy>. <laughs> <laughs> he already my brother that's right. he already has a, a partner he's not he's not leaving marco <laughs> you're not leaving my and if they listen if they say they were breaking up i would actually block them both in a room and go yeah because marco's great i like marco she's one of the she's one of the few we can trust i think listen <laughs> Say, I will admit, same thing with my girlfriend. She was in an all-black space, and all she did was sit, sit there and eat. That's what they. <laughs> she was just like, I'm not saying. <laughs> I don't even bring. I don't even bring Keith to all-black spaces. I'm like, this is not for you. This is for me. <laughs> we we were invited over to Maine's house because okay, I used to yeah, yeah. cooking, yeah. and it just so happened that all of a sudden it was just like it was only a few of us. But mm-hmm. she she brought food. She brought mm-hmm. drinks. So, and then she just sat there. And yeah, <laughs> she may have said five things, and then that was. It. I like her. You know, I only met her that one time at um at Nurse Betty when mm-hmm. I came to see when you in like September. But I, I yes. don't really know her. But I like her. Yeah, and she's. She seems cool. She does. I also appreciate that she saw what was supposed to be a jazz band perform. I'm not going to say where or who because it's like a big entity in New York. Mm-hmm. And she when looked. And yeah, they were all white. And she just went, how you going to play? How you going to sing summertime? And ain't no black people. And y'all, y'all bad. The Summer? fact that she, she said it, she pointed it out. She, she said it like, to them? No, she didn't say it to them, but oh, she was oh, just oh. like, yeah. like I saw her looking like, yeah. And then she came to I me. Have a, my grandfather is a jazz performer. He has a few Grammys. He's like a legendary jazz performer. His name is Roy Haynes. And like, I, I feel with jazz, like I feel like a special, like I feel very, when I see all white jazz bands or jazz shows that only have white performers, like it fucks with me. Cause I'm like, I know I, my history, my my family history is jazz. Like In the words of Nina Simone, jazz is black people's classical music. Right, right. And same thing with- Grandfather of hip hop. Yes, same thing with 90s R&B. It is- yeah. That's my classical music. Yes, I'm going to say that is our generation of Mm -hmm. classical music. Yeah. And it sucks that people are just like, you know, I I actually actually do feel like it does not work, like it's worthless. Yeah. And I actually do feel a certain way when I see white girls dance to Beyonce. Yeah, I I get it. I see it too. I'm just, I feel uncomfortable. I'm like, you dancing to Beyonce? Mm -hmm. Like, that's especially anything on her more blacker albums. Right. Like like lemonade or if I see any white girls dancing some lemonade, I'm gonna be like, uh, who the fuck do you think you you, you gotta quote it? Who the fuck do you think you 
that's it. Like, oh my goodness. But I'm just so happy that we got to do this. Tell the audience. I know. Tell the audience where you would like to be found. Um, well, I'm on Instagram at Rain Supreme NYC. My old account was deleted by Instagram about a year ago. Boo. So yeah, I hate them, but I still am on there. But it's Rain R A I N Supreme NYC um, on Instagram, and also I have a website that's RainSupremeNY.com. You can find like my show information there and stuff. Yes. Uh, Twitter, Rain Supreme NY. And that's pretty much it. I love it. Y'all. Next week, Grace. I'll be at Nurse Betty next Wednesday. You'll be <laughs> at Nurse Betty? Airing, but yeah, I'm at Nurse Betty next Wednesday. Yes. Y'all follow. Please follow Rain Supreme on all of the social media so that you can see the root off the reindeer titties. But also. <laughs> also get into. Bones, Bugs, and Harmony first of the month announcements of my shows. I always, I always do it with the wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the I month. love it. I love the first of the month. <laughs> Like, here's where you can find me this month. <laughs> Listen, oh my gosh. I cannot wait to do more like hip hop hood rat shit with, with you. Like, yeah, I can't but, wait to hang out. I can't wait for us to like I, hang out in real life in person. <laughs> it's going to be great because yeah, trust. And then when I finally get this hip hop brunch, yes. going this party brunch. Bitch. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then I'll yeah. dance to Melanin Magic by Remy Ma. <laughs> Please. Because Mia dances to Conceited. It. Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, yeah. You have I, an act to make an Italian, don't you? Don't you have an act to um uh what's a big 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 old freak? Don't you have an act? Yeah, a uh, big yeah. old freak. Um, I also have an act to body. Oh, do you? I didn't see that one, but I saw some uh, I only do that one at uh Omar Logo because okay. you know the producers suggested like you know twerking music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, keep my mouth closed. <laughs> Don't worry, this will all be ending. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he suggested twerking. Do you know how to but, twerk? <laughs> let's, let me just put it this way: I am fully aware that there are certain shows that I do that I, I'm, I'm going to outshine. I'm either going to outshine or I'm going to match if the part, if the group is really, really like. Mm-hmm. performing last night with Frankie Eleanor, it was like a match of energy. Like we know each other. So the fact that we were the bookends of this show was like yeah. perfect. Like I danced to Chloe Bailey's have mercy. Oh then, right, Yeah. And then Frankie danced to this like other like Spanish. And it just worked bookends. I love it. I love it. I it love was her so much. So much. The energy. Oh my God. We were together. I told you we were together at Nurse Betty on Wednesday and it was just so great being backstage with her. Cause whenever I'm with her, usually if she's hosting, I don't get to be backstage with her as much, but we had so much fun. That yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank and you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, all righty. Tell the audience. Bye. Bye. Here is your auntie's tip. Take the time to check in on you and write in your journal. Five minutes of writing can go a long way, and it's better than posting on Facebook.